Welcome to episode 31 of FountainCast, a bi-weekly podcast brought to you by the Fountain Hills Chamber of Commerce, striving to be your one-stop fountain of information regarding the local business community in Fountain Hills. I'm your host, Paige Lawrenson. Happy Friday, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of FountainCast, the original podcast series from the Fountain Hills Chamber of Commerce. For today's episode, I am joined by Chamber member Michael Pamaditis of Edward Jones. As a financial expert, Michael is bringing our listeners tips and tricks on growing your personal savings. With so much uncertainty in the world nowadays, savings is always a great thing to work on and to work towards. Whether you want to save for an emergency fund or something a little more fun, Michael has the best insight. Additionally, we're going to chat about our favorite parts of Fountain Hills. Let's get started. I am recording today's podcast episode of FountainCast with Michael Pamaditis of Edward Jones. Michael, thank you so much for hopping on this call with me. Hey, great to be here, Paige. Thanks for having me. So I always want to have the goal for this podcast is to show the business professional for who they really are outside of their business. So can you just tell our listeners more about yourself? Of course. Um, you know, a few people know that I'm actually, uh, Fountain Hills is my hometown. Okay. I, uh, I was actually born, or I was born in Chicago, then moved here uh, somewhat against my will as a second grader. Um, you know, if you can imagine how large the world of a second grader is at, you know, uh, I was not uh, really prepared for this level of change, especially after the Chicago Bears just won the Super Bowl. But um, at any rate, you know, I found myself in Fountain Hills, this small little town. And, um, you know, I, I grew up here and all the way through high school. And uh, I stuck around in the valley to go to college at ASU. And, um, you know, I was able to take advantage of a study abroad program in England. So that was, you know, a fun experience as well. But then came back and, um, you know, quite honestly built my career in Tempe and Chandler. And then, you know, I got married about 14 and a half years ago. Uh, we, my wife uh, Coco and I have two wonderful kiddos, mostly wonderful. Um, <laughs> uh, we have, we have uh, our son Trenton, who's eight and third grade here. And then we have our daughter Vivienne, who's six, and she's uh, a first grader. And, um, but we moved back to Fountain Hills in, uh, about four years ago in 2016, uh, right when the kids were about starting um, their you know, elementary school. And um, you know, it was just such a thrill to have them go to the school that I went to. And, um, you know, and, and since then, it's, uh, like I said, just got really immersed in this community. And uh, it's just, you know, we we participate in a lot of the events. You, know, you, you mm-hmm. probably see us, especially the ones down at the Fountain Park where there's a dance floor. You'll probably see all four of us out there, <laughs> you know, uh, shaking our things. And, uh, you know, it just, you know, we're just, I, I like to think that we're up for anything, you know. Yeah. And it could be the turkey trot. It could be, you know, some something of the arts. You know, we have a lot of other fun things in town. And, you know, we're just active people, you yeah. know, we, we, uh, we're the kind of folks where, you know, if we have a Friday night open, it's like, okay, what are we doing? We can't just sit home, you know? We, yeah, of course. So, <laughs> you know, but, um, yeah, I mean, that's a little bit about, about us in a nutshell. We're just very active, always up for new experiences. Very so. cool. What's it been like being, you know, bringing your family to where you grew up? It's been kind of crazy. You know, it, it wasn't really the plan. Uh, I don't know why it wasn't. I guess that was, you know, um, you know, in hindsight, I wish I would have done it earlier. But um, it's kind of surreal, as you can imagine. You know, having, I mean, the, the craziest part was walking into, I think it was the library at McDowell Mountain. 
elementary and this library would, would, that I remembered being just huge, you know, and then just seeing it at a much, you know, I guess, truer scale. Uh, but it just, you know, putting yourself in, you know, in their shoes and just kind of going through the experiences you had earlier in life. And I mean, positive experiences, you know, it was, it's just one of these things where I'm so thankful, you know, for the opportunity to do it. You know, and um, you know, my wife hails from New Jersey, so unfortunately, she can't really <laughs> share in this this sentiment with me. But um, you know, it's just one of those things that um, you know, it's just great to be home. Yeah, I'm kind of coming full circle. So very nice yeah. that you're kind of back home and get to share that with your little ones. So, um, yeah. and you did kind of touch about your love for Fountain Hills and everything. But when we were earlier, or I guess last week, talking about what we were going to chat about today, we thought just simply Fountain Hills and kind of your favorite parts of it. So do you want to kind of get started on that? Absolutely. You know, it's, you know, for one thing, I would contend that, you know, we live in a beautiful place, period, Mm -hmm. the state, I think, uh, you know, I love when people come from out of town or out of the country and they just have this vision of Arizona being this like, you know, kind of barren desert and, yeah. and whatnot. Um, I love taking them on, you know, just to drive up to Payson and then obviously a little bit up north and just showing them just the diversity of really the beauty of this of this, um, this place where we live. But, you know, when it comes to obviously the desert um, style or the desert, I guess, region, you know, Fountain Hills just, I think, just... It, it, you know, is such an amazing um, just um, example of that in terms of the views, the mountains. Um, you know, so, I mean, for one thing, my favorite thing about Fountain Hills is quite honestly driving up Palisades and right with that part where you get kind of like the crest past Sunridge and you just, it just opens up. Yeah. You know, you see the four peaks, you see all the mountains around. If you're lucky enough to do that around, uh, you know, sunset, mm-hmm. you, know, you see the, the purple mountains and I mean, it just... It's just amazing, you know, and I'll be honest with you, after spending 20 years in Tempe, um, I really miss that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Tempe's got some great things, uh, but, you know, when it comes to just natural beauty, I don't know if anywhere in the valley uh, can, you know, can even hold a candle to Fountain Hills. Yeah. So that's that's where it starts. Yeah. You know, beyond that, you know, I think that certainly since I grew up here, I mean, a lot of things have changed in a positive way. I mean, the, the dining scene um, has gotten a lot better you know we uh, you know the saddle bronc is one place that will always have a special place in my heart because that first night where you know my wife and i kind of moved back in and spent the entire day and i think we each got somewhere over thirty thousand steps on our fitbits that day you know <laughs> we kind of collapsed in a booth there and um you know so that's always been a special place for us to go back to just to kind of re remember that time um you know it's uh, i mean the other places like you know euro cafe it's a favorite of ours, you know, uh, that Munich you know, Euros place on Shea, which is very nondescript, but I think yeah. they're, they don't get a lot of uh, probably the attention they deserve. I totally you know, know exactly um... what spot that is. Um, <laughs> yeah. We have my, my family has a cabin up in Pine Top and we share it with another family and they're actually from California. And whenever they drive from California out to Pine Top, they make a point to stop at that Euro place. <laughs> And they're oh. like, they're the best heroes. They literally drive from California. <laughs> and, That's and hysterical. It's, the, yeah. it's their number one spot to stop on like the entire 10 hour drive. So I know exactly oh, what awesome. you mean. <laughs> You know, it's funny because DJ is obviously, you know, has been a fixture in this community for yeah. a long time. And I 
actually probably have to credit DJs with my return here because if it wasn't for their salt bagel, um, I don't think my wife would have uh, turned her key and coming back, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And um, I mean, I, I just think it speaks to some of the authenticity of the food that's, I mean, that's offered here. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah. you know, I'm, you know, and I will say, you know, any day that involves senior taco is a good day. So <laughs> that's so funny you mentioned I mean... those two spots because um, my fiance, I'm not from from uh, Arizona. Well, I guess technically yeah. I am. I was born in Phoenix, but I moved all over and I didn't move back until after college. But my fiance grew up in McDowell Mountain, just kind of over the hill in Scottsdale. Mm -hmm. And he used to come specifically to Fountain Hills for both DJs in the morning before yeah. high school and then for senior <laughs> taco like after football practice. So oh, yeah. you guys will get along very nicely. <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, they are, I mean, I don't, they, they are just two things that I'm thankful for here, you know, yeah. and um, I mean, I, that's the thing, I, the sad thing is a lot of people think they have to go like over the hill to get a good dining experience. And it's just not true. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it really isn't. So, but um, beyond that, you know, the activities are some of the, you know, as I mentioned kind of before, I mean, the Oktoberfest, the St. Patty's Day um, yeah. you know, celebration, you know, the, I mean, the concourse uh, car thing, I mean, the fact that, you know, the, the ballet Arizona comes out here to do the ballet under the stars each year, you know? Mm -hmm. um, I mean, we just have such a, an amazing, I think, uh, just like, I don't know. Opportunity to have yeah, yeah. all these wonderful oh, yeah. things. So yeah, I totally you know, understand. Well, we have some friends that are big into the disc golf scene and, you know, we learned the, to our surprise that the fountain park is considered like the pebble beach of the <laughs> disc golf community, yeah. you know, and, um, you know, so it just, I mean, and I mean, I'm just scratching the surface for that, but the, the point is, you know, there are so many activities uh, throughout the year here that, um, you know, that just make this a great place to live as well. And then, you know, as far as some of the other things, like we're heavy into youth sports, you know, mm -hmm. uh, I've been coaching, you know, soccer, little league. Uh, I'll be coaching my first flag football team. So prayers up on that one. Yeah. Um, here moment, you know, soon. Uh, but, um, you know, it just, it's amazing to see all the parents come out, you know, and it's, yes, it's about the kids, but, you know, people don't just go home after these games. You know, we hang out at whatever park it's at, you know, it just, you know, it, you know, it just uh, speaks to the community here. You know, it's not just about the the kind of like the activity of the of the game or whatnot. It's really a place where people go early, stay late and connect, yeah. you know, and so that's something that I love about this um this community as well so very cool well i loved everything that you were just saying that was exactly <laughs> what i was envisioning when we were you know brainstorming what this little segment was going to be so maybe we'll put you on retainer for being there our, you like go. you know fountain hills fun expert so thank you for Sign telling us more about that but <laughs> let's just you know go back to kind of why you're here which is obviously your chamber member and you have a business in town um so do you want to just for those who may not know you and what edward jones is all about can you tell us more yeah, absolutely. You know, so for, let's see, nearly 100 years, Edward Jones has partnered with individuals, families, businesses, organizations, you know, to help them, you know, build wealth, protect it, and then, um, you know, on the individual side, you know, families come up with a plan for transferring it, you know, and uh, oftentimes that's to uh, beneficiaries who haven't shamed the family name, you know, or if uh, 
none of those can be found than uh, charities and stuff like that. But uh, but no, I mean, really, you know, we, we serve clients differently than other investment firms, you know, and I can, you know, I can honestly say that, you know, our, our clients don't have to dial a 1-800 number and wait in a queue to get to us. You know, my clients have my personal cell phone number and they're free to contact me, you know, uh, whenever they need me, you know, and um, I mean, it's really a relationship in a, in a partnership, not not really, you know, <laughs> you know, just limited to investing money, you know, yeah. um, but, uh, you know, wisely investing our clients' money is one, one aspect, but we, we really take the time to ensure that they're covered in the event of emergencies, you know, that all of their personal goals are identified and then factored into their, their mm -hmm. plans, uh, that they, um, you know, and their beneficiaries are in the best possible tax position, you know, it really is, uh, a real, a comprehensive, uh, you know, kind of look at a, an entire person's, you know, or organization's financial picture, you know, and then we seek to optimize that. So, um, you know, that's kind of Edward Jones in a nutshell. So one of my favorite questions to kind of ask people who come on this program is what got you into this line of work? Was it something that you always wanted to do or was there kind of an incidence of inspiration or anything like that? Well, yeah, you know, the Chicago Cubs weren't interested in my services at second base, <laughs> so I uh, I needed a plan B. A plan B, uh, a backup, but, of course. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, actually, you know, um, you know, at an early age, I I think I got my kind of tuned into just the I guess the concept of you know the the, the profession of a stockbroker. I remember for one of those grade school kind of um, you know, projects where we had to put like a diorama together of you know of some career. <laughs> I remember you doing stockbroker. Yeah. yeah, one of those things. One of those times I I said stockbroker, and you know it was probably because of some conversations that I had with my my parents, you know and. Um, and so I guess the point is, you know, I had an awareness of what a, you know, of kind of this profession from an early age. And then yeah. it come time to me, you know, kind of getting allowance and whatnot. I just um, always had more of a, I guess, a propensity to save uh, as opposed to spend. And, you know, that kind of carried into my, you know, adult life through, um, you know, college and whatnot. And I just became more comfortable with, with, you know, you know, mm -hmm. handling money and then obviously investing it and learning about that. And, uh, you know, um, in grad school, I had a friend of mine's dad approach me with, um, he had an algorithm that he wanted to use to, it was a predictive algorithm for the stock market. And so I spent a lot of time um, kind of honing that with him. And um, it was a really great learning experience. And um, you know, it failed spectacularly, but um, <laughs> it, it kind of, it helped me, uh, you know, just understand that this is something that, um, you know, because this is just a field that I think I can do a lot of good in. And so um, even though that initial attempt didn't really work out so well, thankfully it was very small scale, you know, but, yeah. um, but, you know, um, that's actually one of the other things about, you know, Edward Jones that's um, I didn't mention earlier is, I mean, really their philosophy is, is um, really finding quality investments and, um, and, you know, as opposed to highly speculative things, you know, but it's really quality investments that they, you know, feel, you know, completely confident, you know, investing, clients money in yeah. uh, for the for the long term as opposed to trying to you know chase short-term gains mm -hmm. so it's just you know at any rate um but that's you know that's kind of you know how you got it, kind of where you are today yeah you know Very that's cool. kind of the path so far yeah. so uh <laughs>
All right. So when we were kind of talking about what we wanted to, to speak on today, we decided to focus on a topic that a lot of people might struggle with, which is savings. And, yeah. you know, there are probably people listening who have really great savings and just want to make sure they're on the right track. But you mentioned that you have some tips and tricks about how someone can help grow those savings. Do you want to oh, take it sure. away with that? Yeah. And I mean, what I've learned in this uh, in this profession is, you know, not to make assumptions, <laughs> you know, to meet people where they're at, to take the time to learn about people, you know, because I mean, no one wants to be misunderstood mm-hmm. and no one wants to be put in some box just because they fit some demographic or whatever, you know. Um, so, I mean, the first thing I was, uh, you know, I thought of just I wanted to offer some folks, you know, some something of value in terms of that they can take practically to their life. But first and foremost, when it comes to savings, you know, I, I encourage people to think short term, you know, and uh, really the um, before you can really you know, start to save effectively, you've got to get out of debt, you know, and unfortunately, many of us uh, at one time in our life, you know, probably make you know, made some sort of um, mistake or found ourselves in a situation where we had to, you know, take on some debt. Yeah. And sometimes that can be done strategically, you know, and sometimes, you know, it's just survival, you yeah. know, and there's a lot of stigma associated with it. And, you know, um, but the the bottom line is, you know, a big part of savings is, you know, getting into the black and out of the red. Okay. So step one mm-hmm. is doing whatever you have to do to stop that, you know, that, that reliance on debt. And I'm not saying pay off your house by age 30 or anything like that. I'm saying, you know, the short-term stuff, like the credit card, um, credit cards that have hot, really high interest rates, you know, and, and um, other things like that. Um, it's really getting out of those, you yeah. know, that cycle is step one, you know, okay. and that might, and you know what, I will say now, this might seem very simple, but you know, that's kind of my, my philosophy is to try to make complex things, you know, simple for people to understand. And the reality is if getting out of credit card debt were that simple, then I think it wouldn't be such a problem in this country, Yeah. <laughs> you know, so, but anyway, so step one is just, uh, you know, doing what you can uh, to get out of debt. Okay. You know, um, Noted. And then, <laughs> and then step two, then, you know, that, that's more of a short-term focus. Mm-hmm. Step two is then once you're out of debt, thinking long-term, you know, and that's, it, and that's really looking beyond the next year, the next five years, even, and just envisioning kind of what you want your life to be like. Okay. And, um, you know, that's where I really do love daring people to dream because I do think a lot of people um, sell themselves short in terms of their opportunities. You know, they think that they might have to do this job forever or, you know, they'll only, you know, be in this kind of income level or, or this kind of situation. But, you know, the reality is that'll only be true if they keep themselves there. You know, um, I'm not saying that, you know, you know, it, it, you can necessarily like move mountains just by thinking that. But, you know, the reality is if you don't, you know, set aggressive goals for yourself, I mean, you're guaranteed never to to achieve them. Right. So I really do try to push, uh, you know, folks to, you know, just kind of envision the kind of life that they want, you know, and then let's figure out, you know, if it's possible and how we can get there. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Very good. Tip. <laughs> so, um, you know, number three uh, is what I, I'll say. It's don't fall asleep on what you've saved, okay? I, I come across so many people who just think, oh, I just have this. I always have that, you know, and it's just not enough. And the reality is, um, you know, whatever you have, you know, it, it, you owe it to yourself to put that to work to, for you, okay? So, I mean, so many folks that I've I've encountered have, you know, left jobs and left retirement accounts behind them and they might not think that you know those are you know something that they're going to retire on in themselves but you know the reality is that's money that's sitting there that you can 
you know, be putting to work for you, you know, yeah. and a lot of times they don't even remember how it's invested, <laughs> you know, or what it's doing for them. So, um, you know, one of my favorite things to do is really to help people consolidate, you know, um, there are these kind of scattered accounts into one or two that is easier for them to understand and manage. Okay. okay. Yeah. Um, number four is really to plan. Okay. And, you know, I, I think the statement failing to plan is planning to fail is a, a little bit harsh, but, uh, you know, the reality is not having a plan, it just isn't an option. You know, it's, you're, I don't think you're going to have the life that you want. You know, if you have taken the time to envision the life you want, you're not going to achieve it just by flying by the seat of your pants. Yeah. You know, um, you know, and it's not to say that you need to be so regimented that you need to know where every single penny comes and goes, you know, but, you know, I'll just say that, you know, if your goal is to be successful, you know, it, you owe it to yourself to invest the time into putting together a plan that will, you know, put yourself in the best position mm -hmm. uh, to, to realize that success. Okay. Yeah. And, um, you know, I'm going to, and the, the last one, and um, I just wanted to, again, kind of <laughs> double down on dreaming, yeah. you know, I it just, we get one ride at this crazy thing called life, you know, and I really cringe when I sense that people have given up on their dreams, you know, and, and this is, I mean, of all ages, you know, I, I really think that it's never too late to pursue your, pursue your dreams, you know, and I mean, that's, you know, it's just something that it's, it's, if your life is important enough, you know, for you to enjoy, you know, then, you know, it's important enough to, um, you know, to just take the time to see how, how best you can play it. Okay. And I know that, you know, we all have different, we've been dealt different hands in this life. Some people have had a little bit easier road. Some have had a lot harder road, you know, but, um, you know, it's, it's really just having those conversations to, to, to see what, what's possible. You know, um, you know, I really, you know, I'm an eternal optimist and probably to a fault at times. And, um, <laughs> You know, I honestly believe that I can do whatever I want to do, you know, um, yeah. you know, within reason, of course. But, uh, you know, I just think that, um, you know, I, I just really encourage people to uh, to try to make the best out of whatever hand they've been built. Okay? Of course. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. And optimism is always a great thing to have, especially I would think when it comes to being financially stable and whatnot. So, uh, well, thank you for sharing those tips. I think that the people listening are, are, you know, there's something for them to really hold on to there and kind of go through what they want their life to look like or what they could possibly do with their finances. But I have another question for you about savings. Yeah. And I'm only saying this just because I was talking to you earlier that I have friends who are roughly my yeah. age in their mid to late twenties and they're, they have no savings or no plans to have a savings. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, I'm so stressed <laughs> out thinking about that for you. Yeah. So what are the reasons for someone to, to work on their savings? Is it, you know, emergency or is it something like, oh, one day I want to buy an RV or whatever? What do you think? Sure. Well, I mean, the main reason that I say to save is just to be able to enjoy the life that you want. You know, uh, you know, I, I've met folks who, are kind of under the impression that they'll always make this amount of money, if not more, you know, and, um, and, you know, regardless of <laughs> anything that'll happen and that might be true for them. It's not true for a lot of folks, you know, I mean, life does rear its ugly head sometimes. Mm -hmm. And so, um, but, you know, it really is, you know, you save for today to live for tomorrow, yeah. you know, and, um, that's the main reason, um, <clears throat> that I would encourage folks to save, uh, you know, the second one, you know, on, you know, the reality is, you know, when those bad days, you know, or weeks, 
or months occur, yeah. you know, you want to put yourself in a position to lessen their impact on your life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, I mean, we've, we have seen cases of, you know, catastrophic, catastrophic events really, you know, having a, severely altering the course of someone's life, you know, mm -hmm. and, you know, there is a financial component to that. And sometimes, you know, you know, there are times where they don't recover, you know, and, yeah. you know, the, the thing is with some, you know, simple planning, you know, you could put yourself in a far better position to weather those kind of storms mm -hmm. so that, you know, so that it won't completely derail, you know, your plans for your life. Yeah. Yeah. And that's always good to have. Cause I mean, I'm just saying from personal experience with my friends or some people that I, that I know outside of work who've unfortunately lost their job kind of in those early days of COVID where things were yeah. so unprecedented unpredictable and you know furloughs which turned into not coming back to work so I mean they mm -hmm. they thankfully probably had something to kind of fall back on so I think it's it's a sad thing to have to maybe plan for one day but unfortunately like you said sometimes bad weather comes and you can't really do anything about yeah. it but doing something to make sure that you have something to fall back on and is important well you know, and it's interesting that you mentioned that because let's face it, this year is going to go down probably in, as one of the worst, <laughs> you know, and anyone can remember, yeah. you know, but, you know, there are blessings, I think, in disguise here. And, you know, I know that it's probably hard for some people to hear now who are probably still in the thick of it. But, um, I mean, some of the, uh, sometimes you have to be knocked down, you know, um, before you can kind of, you know, see see straight you know or see with yeah. at least the path ahead you know and i think there's some a lot of learning opportunities that we saw this year in terms of how you can position yourself i mean no one let's face it no one thought that we would be in in the spot that we're in now mm -hmm. you know in terms of the crazy ride that the the financial markets have taken and then quite honestly recovered from <laughs> shortly thereafter and then but i mean certainly with people's you know the, you know hitting it closer to home their jobs you know and we i mean there's still plenty of fallout to come yeah. from from this and um i think it really does you know underscore the need to have contingency planning in our you know in our lives mm -hmm. and just say hey wow maybe this job is not going to be here um you know <laughs> forever yeah. or maybe you know i won't be able to do this job i mean industries are probably going to be you know irreparably um changed you know and some on the side of that coin some new industries are going to pop up that didn't exist mm -hmm. that i'm um, going to present opportunities but um you know it's it's really about positioning you know yeah. and just you know i mean and but in order to position yourself you have to know where you are mm -hmm. you know and that's one of the things that we do uh, we you know edward jones has uh, an established process when it comes to just you know your your finances Step one is, you know, is where you are. I mean, we liken it to like a GPS, you know, if you want to go somewhere, the first step is to put in your current location, you know, and then only then can, you know, that system tell you the most efficient way to get where you want to go. And so, um, but yeah, that's, uh, it has been an interesting ride. <laughs> totally. this 2020. Yeah. Yeah. And I so, mean, kind of on the flip side of that downer, what I was talking about earlier with, you know, yeah. friends, you know, maybe not, you know having the savings or losing their job to whatever's going on this year. I feel like some people might have been almost maybe forced to save some, some money. I mean, I was joking that yeah. fiance, like we're big, we like to go out to dinner and, you know, get some drinks with dinner and stuff like that. And we're like, well, yeah. everything's closed. So we're kind of, you know, instead of <laughs> yeah. going to the movies and buying an extra large popcorn and soda and tickets, <laughs> like we just have to watch Netflix. And I mean, it's kind of oh, yeah. been a nice time for us to kind of put into perspective some of the goals we have in this time and not go out and, you know, 
spend money on things that you know we like doing but right now it hasn't really been oh yeah reach, and that's okay we're kind of saving more than we probably would have planned which is good but you know it's always good to just like you said have a plan and think about what you want and you know would you say think about what you want in one year five years ten years or kind of everything yeah. in between yeah, I mean, well, it all just, I mean, it depends on what the goals are, Yeah, you know, it's, I mean, it doesn't, I mean, it certainly doesn't hurt to put some time in to think where you think your, you, your life can and, and, and where you want it to go in those kind of time frames, you know, um, you know, I, I've done that at different periods and, you know, I think it's important to kind of reassess too, you know, just, um, I don't know, I, I just, you know, there's a peace of mind that comes with having a plan. You know, and I don't know if that's something that people understand until they have it. You know, I, I think a lot of us, I mean, so much of our life, and as we've kind of, um, you know, seen, so, <laughs> 2020 has been a reminder of how little we can control in our mm -hmm. lives. Yeah. You know, and at least, or at least how vulnerable we are to some factors that we can't control, mm -hmm. you know. And quite honestly, you know, I think that might be a good call to identify okay what can you control in your life you know and you know saving is one of them yeah you know you have complete control over you know your disposable income yeah and uh it, it it's really it's a discipline you know mm -hmm. and and i'll be honest you know if if it's not something that comes you know naturally to to you then get help Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's just one of those things. Yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, some folks are blessed to be inherent savers, you know, um, but if it's not you and you understand the importance and value of saving, you know, reach out to someone. I mean, yeah, totally. let me rephrase that. Reach out to me <laughs> and I'll be happy to help you. Yeah. You know, um, you know, if you're in Fountain Hills, we'll, we'll get a coffee or a bagel at DJ's. We'll <laughs> go around the fountain park a couple of times and yeah. just, you know, kind of get on the same page and then we'll, uh, We'll get you on track. Yeah. So. Okay. Very cool. Well, I think that's probably a good spot to to kind of end on that. But before we kind of wrap up officially, is there anything that you might just want our listeners to know? Maybe we didn't touch on something like how to get in contact with you or your website oh, sure. or anything like that. <laughs> yeah. So um, again, you know, um, you can find me on Edward Jones' website. You know, mm -hmm. my name is Mike Pamaditis. That's spelled P A M. E-D-I-T-I-S. Uh, if you'd like, you're more than welcome. Just give me a call on my cell phone. It's 480-707-8777. Um, you, know, uh, you know, that's really the best way to reach out. Uh, I'll also, you know, I want people to know that, you know, there's no cost whatsoever to have conversations, you know, even to set plans and help you identify goals. You know, uh, that's something that I like doing with folks. You do not have to become a client for me to help you, <laughs> you know. So uh, please do not hesitate to reach out. And, um, you know, and I look forward to meeting you. All right. Well, Michael, thank you so much for coming on today's show. I just wanted to thank you for being here and joining me on FountainCast. I'm sure our listeners and my bank account are also saying thank you for being here and recording remotely with me. It's always a pleasure. Oh, thank you so much, Paige. This was a lot of fun.
All right, that is going to wrap up episode 31 of Fountain Cast. Thank you once again for each of our listeners for taking time today to listen to our show. It means so much to us here at the Fountain Hills Chamber. I also want to give one last thank you to Michael of Edward Jones for all his tips and tricks about savings. I know my wallet will thank him. And finally, we hope you tell your friends, family, neighbors, and colleagues about Fountain Cast, as well as like, rate, and review our show wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Fountain Hills, I'm your host, Paige Lornson, and until next time.